0: share a few things here, but, um, I really want us, it's really important that we keep our focus, um, on Thursday nights, um, I felt like what the Lord was saying to me was that this, this class was kind of going to kind of be an anchor, um, to keep us in that place, uh, of soaking in His love, but that's actually the title of this class. If y'all want to know, soaking in His love. And um, <clears throat> but there's going to be a lot of other things that are going on throughout the year. The Lord may share other things with us at, at different times, but <clears throat> He wants us in our hearts to remember this place that He wants us to stay and to abide and to soak in. And that's the that's why he established this particular time and sharing. I mean, this is you know traditionally been Randy's night you know to share with the body and the Lord for a time has 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 changed that up because and he wants us to understand that he's wanting to do something very special and very different and uh, and so you know once again he doesn't want us. To shift our focus or our hearts from where where He's trying to draw us and and hold us, and that is in His heart, you know. And um, you know, Deb was sharing some things with me that uh, that the Lord had given her to share tonight, and I felt like the things that she was sharing really kind of captured the essence of what I'm saying right here, just to kind of remind us. Of some of those things that the Lord has spoken to us, and so I wanted her to go ahead and, and, and share. And uh, so,
1: Amazing, right? yeah, definitely. Father, we just thank you for your heart and heart is one in your Son, and and that that heart you're you're giving us that same heart, Lord. And we say we we want you, and we just pray tonight throughout the whole month. 6 and 37 and uh, during uh, her sharing this, the Lord sharing with her and what was being shared the Lord just impressed my heart that what was going on with uh, Hezekiah and the whole of Israel during that time was very similar to what we've been going through and um, they were faced with uh, an enormous uh, situation and um, faith to one thing, and that was to hold on to what the Lord's word was and not to what, what was going on with them. And, um, and the Lord had been kind of, uh, sharing with my heart that till we all enter in, and I know myself, sometimes I, through the different failures and things, I've put, I've put on the cap of failure and born it for years. And, um, and so, just receiving his love sometimes it has been hard to break that. But his heart is to say for us to, to receive that love and not to stay in those failures. And um, that's something he's speaking to all of us in the body. So, I I, uh, I just uh, typed up kind of a little small synopsis of this year of what the Spirit of the Lord saying. And then I'm uh, so sorry just to read it. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, typed up some of the faith, the heart of faith. Statements that the Lord has spoken to us in His body so that we can catch, keep capturing them, like what Scott said in our heart. And Because I know myself that uh, at the conference, there was a real part that got broken in me towards God's Word, and, and it was on the angle of the part where the children of Israel felt like they couldn't enter in because they were being bit by serpents, or they weren't entering in right, or... Uh, just they were a failure, and there was a, a deception in their heart—not on purpose, but because they didn't know His heart that says, "I love you. You can come in no matter right now. I'm calling you to come in. It's not based on what, how you're performing, or how your walk is. I love you." And so, the children of Israel, at any of those given points, could have come on and entered in. And um, so, I just believe that's the Lord's heart beckoning, beckoning us to to know and to to know His heart. And so anyway, I'll just read this. So I'm sure it has got the snakes The Spirit of the Lord. Um, before turn falls and even back to the passion at the ranch, the Lord began preparing us for the times to come. We, as usual, may have thought it was all going to be the same without any real difference coming in ourselves. But also there, there was also a little glimmer of anticipation that all hope may not be lost, but yet this time we didn't know. And so some of this is for people that have been around a long time. So if some of this may not apply, hide the spirit of it in your heart because someday you may, may need this, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: But also there was a little glimmer of anticipation that all hope may may not be lost, but at this time we just didn't know at the body. The majority of us had gone through a long season with our failures and seemingly no changes and had and has and are experiencing much condemnation. This was how we were becoming. Messed up in certain areas, but Jesus just really pouring forth in others. And so and but so slowly, we felt we were just to begin to accept this as the way it was going to be. He knows that we really do love him and want him in a real way. But so much time had passed with no answers for some, while others seemed like they lived in a, a waterfall, waterfall of life and no problems. But you know, it didn't all originate from us, but from a desire that was something that was and still is, is in his heart towards us. He says he has not given up on us individually or as a body. The word of God in Song of Solomon says that we are black but coming, and that his desire is towards us. The Spirit began to share with us so sweetly at Turner Falls, and he communicated to our hearts that he knew that there had been great failure for some time on, on certain parts, And that we were under condemnation and really struggling to bring forth Jesus in certain areas. And that he knew we were just not at that place too. But he communicated to us that he loved our heart for him. And that he really wanted more than what was going on with us at that time. Uh, we, We knew that he was wanting more from us than what we could give him and we couldn't. He said all he wanted though at this time for this body is just to, to love us and for us to know him once again through his love and for us just to crawl up into his lap and receive his embrace and begin to rest again in his love. This was his word for us individually and as a body. We got so busy trying to live above, trying to manifest Jesus, just staying, but just staying stuck at the same time with some of the really hard issues and problems. But some <coughs> were still were trying to go on while others had just given up. As the conference approached, the Spirit of God and our pastors began preparing us for anticipation and a hunger just for Him. This hunger was already bubbling up in many, in a little bit or a lot, and some, none yet. During the conference, His heart became more evident towards us. He shared many things from His heart to us individually and as a body that He was not giving up on us. We had had such a sense of failure on so many fronts of bringing forth Jesus. Um, We had a heart for him that he was. he said that we did have a heart for him, that he was going to bring us in based on something that was in his heart and his word towards us, not based on ourselves. Many examples from the word were shared about entering in during the conference. The fire right right at the brink when the children of Israel were supposed to to enter in. They were uh, murmuring, complaining, and not looking at the cross. Fiery serpents began to bite them. And have it all of you, many times I'm not looking at the cross. So how can I enter in? The fiery serpents. Oh, now you get in that that days. Or I should be cursed by Balaam. You know <laughs> what he shared was all, and what he shared was all of this that we were all of this while we were on the brink of entering in. When something happened, we had too much baggage right at that precious time to enter in, and somehow it got stolen away. Different times when we were left in the same condition, but but we heard his heart. Some have been hearing his heart for a long time. We heard his heart that he loved us and that he still and that he still right at that time, at the midst of not hearing him, he still wants us. He loves us and says he is bringing us in right now. He says he wants us to know him right at that moment, where we feel like we've been failing for years. Right at that moment, he wants us to know him. That he loves us and that he's bringing us in, not based on ourselves, but based on something in his heart and not about us. And when we are being bit by serpents or feel we should be cursed, his words towards us are, I love you, and I'm going to bring you into all my fullness," because that's just the way I am. It's based on him and not on how we're doing. I was deceived and didn't know his heart, and at times when I, during these failures, I thought that at that time, and then... And now I, I would I would begin to think I don't deserve to enter in because I I can't uh, I can't uh, stop feeling like I should be cursed on some fronts. But now we are all finding out in a real way, as a whole, that the greatness of His heart is towards His body that has always been. He says none should be left behind till we all come in. I make a list of some of the faith statements of love that he has communi- communicated with our heart and wants for this year for us to hear and to hear and to hear again and embrace what is in his heart. Like Scott says, do not move away from that. We are going through very similar things as in the days of Hezekiah and Isaiah. And I just kind of made that outline here. Hezekiah, this is his life. So Hezekiah, if you know anything about what it says there in 36 and 37, He began to hear God's word. He began to identify with the oneness with Christ and the oneness that God had with his body. And the kingdom and what God, that kingdom was. And during that time, I mean, he just was going all after the Lord. And idols were going down and the old kingdoms were shattering. And it says there was no king like him. You know, he was was bringing in the kingdom of God. He was making that identity just like us. We're hearing God's word. We're identifying him. And then it goes on. And... uh, it just like as usual, um, if there are enemies all around attacking, doing other kind of things, so the, the uh, uh, I can't remember if it's the Syrians or who, but they were doing very devastating attacks all around. But Hezekiah and the body of Christ at that time, he was they were we're identifying with with what God's saying, and that's the same with us. but sometimes all these attacks are going on, but we're left untouched. But then the enemy decided, hmm, I'm going to come to Hezekiah and to God's people. And he came and started attacking attacking him. And Hezekiah, Hezekiah, immediately said, oh, take all the gold. You know, he just, for whatever reason, it doesn't say why he just kind of let the enemy do some things to him. Whether it's his fault or not his fault, it doesn't say. But God's heart was still towards his body. Um, I, I just wrote, failure on some front and the ground was lost and given up to the enemy. Um, then, then it says that there was a second attack upon Hezekiah. Uh, the enemy approaches as a flood to Hezekiah and to all of Jerusalem. Uh, that's like into our identity and oneness with him, uh, bringing us into oneness uh, in Jerusalem as a whole. So that's where we've been as a body. We've been coming into oneness as a whole with him that is above, with Jerusalem, with the body of Christ. And so this attack comes the second time upon Hezekiah, Based on everyone as a whole coming into to the reality of what's above and what's in the Lord's heart, and the enemy is just sending lot of terror into their hearts. The enemy's words were, "Oh, don't trust in the Lord. Uh, don't trust that He's going to deliver you this time." Don't. Sometimes you feel that through your failure, and you know, still it kind of comes and goes. It's been too long. He's too powerful. Um, it's time. The time for you to bring forth, but you're not going to be able to this time. Have you heard those words and don't sometimes some of that still ring in your ears? And so God is wanting to wash us what what those things are in our heart and our mind and to receive his word. that he loves us, he's going to bring us in as a whole. So none of us are left behind. God's word was for was for all. Not to answer back. And that Hezekiah went before the Lord as a representative of the whole body and to say, look what the enemy's doing to your Jerusalem. Look what the Lord, what the enemy's doing to your body. They went before the Lord. They are they were terrorized by this because this enemy wiped out everything. And sometimes we can feel like that when the failures and the, our circumstances are coming so high and so deep. And, you know, we love loving Jesus. We're looking at Jesus, but sometimes we can have this whole other thing going on inside of us. And um, and the enemy's doing this kind of underground destruction against our oneness as a whole with Christ. And, um, and Isaiah 31, verse 31, it says, Through the voice of the Lord... Uh, meaning the Lord's heart towards you, says that the the Assyrian shall be beaten down, who smite you with the rod. So through the heart of the Lord, through the voice of this heart towards us, this Assyrian will be beaten down. Don't y'all sometimes feel like the enemy's had a rod and beaten you down? Another example of where we are at is in Ezekiel 37. You can see the Lord's heart to us while we're all being very dry as a whole. And not just as individuals, but it says to a whole. He says that we will come out, out of His graves. When we hear His heart, that He is for you, and at this time we're all coming in, that that is the breath that begins to enter in, and that's what brings you together. And um, I just jotted down Some of the things, And y'all may have... Is it okay if I just read this one? Yeah. I wrote, Heart communications from the Lord. For this time to his body, while failure still may be abounding, he is for us. We are one, number one. Just, just, I'm just listening now. We are one with the risen vine and we will come forth in this way with Jesus through us. And um, these are not things that I wrote, but these are things that ever since the passion I, the Holy Spirit brought them back to my remembrance, that these are the, the, the heart like in faith of what the Lord is saying about it, and believes it to be the medications of our heart. But sometimes you have the spirit of it, but you want the words. Remember the words. Yeah. Um, so one of them was, We are one with the risen vine, and we will come forth in this way with Jesus through us. Another one was, Instead of being condemned where we're at, we should start believing in His love. Another one, You have a heart for the Lord, and He's going to bring <coughs> us in, bring us in, based on what is in His heart and not based on mine. There's no way to get through this time. and it, uh, oh, There is a way to get through this time that you're in, and it is by knowing His heart is for you. Um, another one. You do have a heart for Him. Another one. I am black but comely. His desire is towards me. Uh, the here's three together. Uh, we don't enter in by entering in, we don't enter in by manifesting Jesus now, we don't enter in based on what I'm feeling like or how I'm entering in or by getting good feelings going again about entering in, we enter in because he says he's bringing us in here's another one, it's more important to see his heart is resting and settled in love with you, his body than for us to get settled on our inside so he's telling us to leave us getting settled, he's telling us to leave us trying to manifest Christ, he's telling us to leave the condemnation, he's telling us to come up and just he's saying I love you to just start receiving that love again Leave the mentality for our past, leave the mentality for our past, for our past to become our future by embracing his heart. Here's another one. We depend too much on what the enemy is saying, whatever that means to you, you spell it out. We, we depend too much on, on the devil being gone. We depend uh, when we should be instead uh, depending on what God's word is saying to us, that he is going to bring you in based on what is in his heart. God's view in Christ. God views me in Christ, so I make his view mine and leave my stinking view. Then I listen a few lies and you can fill in the blank. Lies, lies, lies. We can't enter in because we're one we don't deserve. We can't enter in because I haven't entered in, so now I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can't. I, just wait till it, it's your turn. <laughs> um, I can't enter in because I'm like this, so I can't enter in. Number four, I can't enter in because I'm too discouraged. I can't. Lies, lies, lies. The enemy comes to right at the brink of entering in and says that we can't enter in because now we we should be cursed. Now we we don't deserve it. But God's heart is, you already have come in. I'm bringing you in. And then the last thing was, it says, the last heart faith statement was, I have to believe this. And that is,
0: that I have a heart for God and He will bring us in. Um, so I made copies of this. That's Catherine for people to have you like that. And if you wanted just the synopsis, I could make copies of that. So. This is a horrible rendition of heart. But I just, I just, really, you know, like Deb said, you know, some of us kind of have the spirit of it, but it's good to hear the words again. Yeah. But, the, but the words are not enough. Yeah. The words are not enough. And, and the Lord has been speaking to us for about a year, and, and I would venture to say probably within that year, every one of us has caught a glimpse of His extravagant love for us, right? Just, just got a taste of, oh my God, you love me like that. And... <clears throat> That's what I want you to remember. With all the things that are going on around, with all the stuff that, you know, that you hear here or hear there, or, you know, the Lord's sharing in a different vein at different times, the Lord wants us to keep coming back to a remembrance of that passionate love that He has for His bride that, that just is beyond any word's that we could ever cling to. Because it's, it's, it, it is something we try to express with words, but we really can't. I think Mallory talked about that at the conference. That you, you can't really even uh, explain it. You can't really express it. But God wants us to remember it. He wants us to remember the incredible, extravagant, passionate love that he has for us. And that when we're going through stuff, and we we start looking around at the stuff we're going through, and, and and we start doubting, that we need to lift our eyes back up to Him, and remember that heart, and know that no matter what it is we're going through, this is where it's coming from. We may not understand, you know. It's it's kind of you know it's kind of like. You know, me and Christopher are going through some stuff right now, you know. And he may not understand that that what I am doing... He may not always understand that what I am doing is out of love. He may not get that. But that doesn't mean that that's not the truth. And we may not always get it that the stuff that we're going through, and even the failures that we're going through come right out of his heart because he's trying to show us. You know, just like what the stuff Ben and Jim were showing. You know, why did God give us boundaries? Because we have to see that we cannot make it. And that those boundaries come right out of his heart so that we can cry out and say, Lord, I need you. And, um, you know, so... We just have to keep coming back here, guys. We just have to keep coming back to this place and know that his heart is still the same. It's not changed and he doesn't want us to get pulled out of that place and start getting under the law because we hear something that we we don't, somehow we don't associate that as coming from here. It's, we have got to get this down. We have got to get this down, the heart of the Lord first. If we don't understand this, then we are going to continue to be tossed to and fro, and we're going to continue to, you know, have our minds mess with us and and, and doubt and, and all kinds of stuff because we don't understand what's going on, and our eyes keep getting drawn back to the wind and the waves instead of to His face.
2: Amen.
3: Yeah. I'm just, I'm just drinking and I just feel so washed. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Um, it's just so nice to be in a class where the Spirit is saying, just don't learn anything. You know, I, I mean, I, I feel like the Lord is saying, this is the simplest class you'll we'll ever have. Don't learn anything. Just believe that I love you. <laughs> like, I, want, I really want it, you know. I really want and I, when Scott was just sharing I was thinking about you know when you're, when you're about to die Nicole and I were talking about death you know when you're going to die and you don't have any strength left you really you know you're not sure what's going to happen I mean it's, it's other and yet the arms of Jesus they're holding us he, he's the one he's the one who carries us I mean what what can we do if he's not holding us in himself? If he's not keeping us in his heart. We're um I mean we're just cursed. We're just we're we're not in the land. We're 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 in outer darkness, we're we're just dead. And it's nothing that we do right that keeps us in his heart. It's it's not being so prepared that we're we're, you know, prayed up or our faith is to a certain level. I mean, Jesus carries us in into the holy of holies. Jesus carries us into the land. Jesus carries us from this life to the next. He he, he carries us, and and that's love. I mean, that's love. When we were dead in sin, he, he looked at us and he said, "You just you're just rotten to the core. You're you're hopeless." I'm going to carry you into the Calvary. I'm going to... You know, when he was at Gethsemane, he drank in all of our sins and he he carried our sin. And then he carried the old man. And then he carried all that to the grave. And he carried the penalty. Then he carried us in resurrection. And he just keeps carrying us. And I just don't want to know any more than that. I just want to be killed. I want to be carried. I want, I want to... Um, Want to have His strength perfected in my weakness, and I know that that is something that is—it's of grace. It's of grace that Christ is formed in us. It's of grace. It's the gift of God that Christ could dwell in us when we are without strength, when we have no more righteousness. That—that's when Jesus comes and dwells in us. And um, I just feel like the thing that the Lord helped me with this last year was I—I just somehow felt. In my in my heart, not in my head, that I had to attain to a certain level of ministry, a certain level of seeing Jesus in the Word, a certain level of having the Spirit of the Lamb, to to hold myself in a place of of being loved in His heart. I mean, let's just get right down and of uh, being accepted, special, precious to Him. That these things came out from my activity, my maturity, my love for Him. But the Lord is just like. How can I convince you that this comes from me? This is this is my love. This is my grace. This is my unmerited favor to put you in me. And and until you fail so bad that you're convinced that it's not you, you'll never understand the love that keeps you keeps you alive. You and that's what he's telling me. I'm not trying to say that to you. <laughs> I believe y'all probably have it more than I. The, that's the love that's keeping you alive it's not what you're doing and and you have to grow in grace and you have to grow in in, in, in love in knowing that it's all by grace and that we would never glory in anything but this slain lamb who continually gives himself and uh, I don't know I just you know just trying to talk from the heart not the head you know and I just I just think we're on a wonderful. in this body where we are actually being cried out to from the Lord to just know his heart and just let him hold us let him fill us let him be the life and oh man it was just I think that that's the place of the sweetest communion is when you really understand the spirit of his of his grace we were Uh, Scott asked me to look at this book. Jesus looked upon Peter, but the scriptures, where Peter had just failed the worst. I mean, he vowed, you know, this. I'm going to be with you in prison or in death. I'm going to be the lamb. I'm going. Have you ever felt that way? I'm going to just. I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to enter in. I'm going to. I'm going to make it this time for Jesus. And then you fail the worst you've ever failed in your life. And you don't just fail on the day he's like feeding the multitudes. It's it's at the very moment that he's being slaughtered in front of your eyes, and, and and not only then is it, but then he looks at you the moment you do the final failure directly into your eyes. Do at that point it's like, do we know his heart? I mean, immediately I would start thinking you're looking at me because you I knew you'd fail. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Told you so. You know they the told you so. Look. Or, you broke my heart. You know, the Romans, all these people are, are killing me, and now you. You, the one who's supposed to be with me. After all I've done. After you. all I've done. You know, all that stuff starts... You know, we, we read into the Lord. It's like we read into the Lord all our motivations. All those little demons in our head that constantly condemn us. We read those into the eyes of Jesus. Instead of realizing that he's saying... You're finally being emptied of your own life. You're finally realizing that you have nothing to offer me. I'm preparing you. I'm emptying you so that I can pour my blood into you after this. All this that I'm doing is to pour my life into you, and now you're going to be able to partake of my fullness by grace, and of grace for grace have they received of his fullness. I mean, I think Jesus looked at Peter and said, I'm dying, you're dying. <laughs> I'm pouring out, you're emptying out, and we're going to meet together in oneness. This is this is with purpose. Your failure is with purpose. All the failures we've been going through, I believe they're with purpose for us to know that it's by grace. It's, it's his love that keeps us, and it's his life that sustains us, and it's in our emptiness that he finds vessels that are ready. And, and then just, you know, I... I, I I was thinking about the riddle with Samson. And um, it talked about the corpse of a lion being filled with sweetness. I have it right here. And he said unto them, Out of the eater came forth meat, and out of the strong came forth sweetness. And they could not in three days expound the riddle. I thought that was neat. In three days. And then it says further down, or actually before this, this is what happened. He said that Samson turned aside and saw the carcass of a lion... And behold, there was a swarm of bees and honey in the carcass of the lion he took thereof in his hands and went on eating, and he gave some to his family. And he told them that he took took honey out of a carcass of a lion. And I was thinking, you know, this just wasn't a weak lion that had, you know, not eaten for several days. This is the carcass of a lion. This is like a corpse. Have you ever felt that you had no more life in, in you unto the point of being just a corpse? Have you ever seen someone that was so hopeless that they were only fit for the dung heap? I mean really and then, and then you go you know, there's hope in that brother there's hope in that sister that one has some strength that one has some ability that, da, 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 da. but that one's just a corpse that one's just a carcass there's nothing there there's nothing in there and Jesus says I'm going to confound the wise I'm going to confound those that have something with those that have nothing and in a carcass Jesus pours in his sweetness out of the, out of the eater out of someone that used to be strong but died a lion that was emptied of his life and his strength out of that carcass comes you know sweetness of the lamb and um, i just i just think it's okay to be emptied all the way to the point of just being nothing so Christ can be everything and that it isn't it isn't to to, to destroy us but to bring us into fullness and um, to know that he's holding us in his life is going to fill us. And it's all going to be the Lord. It's all going to be the Lord. And I don't know. I'm probably not saying it clear enough. But it, but it is the Lord's heart. It, it is from the Lord. And um, I, just, I just...
0: Yeah, you know, I was thinking about something that the Lord spoken to me in relationship to Peter. You know, because Peter... This was after Peter had been at the Mount of Transfiguration. This was after Peter had walked on the water, and you know, the, you know, you, you know that there were these landmarks in his life where he felt like he was making progress. You know, he felt like he was, you know, and because if he hadn't had those kinds of things, he would never have come to the place where he said to Jesus, like he did, you know, I'm I'm going to die for you, you know, I'm I'm you know I'm going all the way for you, you know, cause, and he really thought that he had come that far. But, you know, without the death of Christ, there is no progress. You know, and, uh, you know, know, the Lord just showed me something very precious that happened with Peter at the very end of the Gospels. And that is, you know, Peter was, you know, when when he was there in the boat and they, they saw Jesus walking on the water, he said, Lord, bid me to come to you, you know. And I know there was something in him that was just just so rejoiced that he took those couple of steps on the water and he was walking supernaturally, you know. And but <clears throat> there's a there's another time where he left the boat in the scriptures, and that's like I said toward the end of the gospel. And that's where it's after the death and resurrection, and Peter has just kind of given up. You know, he's, he's you know kind of given up on himself, and he, he he says, "Let's go fishing. Let's just go back to fishing." And so they're out in the boat fishing, and they haven't caught anything. And they come back in, and there's this man standing on the shore, and he says, "You haven't caught anything." And they're like, "No, we haven't caught anything. They see cast at your nets over here." And they did, and they came up with this great drought of fish. And John leans, and leans over to Peter And he says It's Jesus
2: It's Jesus mm-hmm.
0: And Peter doesn't say Lord bid me come to you on the water He jumps Woo! out of the boat yeah. And he goes swimming yeah. As hard as he can He's like I don't care what I look it's like right. I don't care I just want you Lord I, just, I Forget about all the rest of this mm-hmm. stuff I just, want, I just want to come to you mm-hmm. And, you know, all that stuff just goes out the window, you know, at that point. And you realize that he's the only thing that matters, you know. And will you, will you walk supernaturally, you know, as, as you come to him? Yeah, you will, but you don't care anymore.
2: It doesn't yeah. matter that
0: if you walk on the water or you don't walk on the water, or if you look like a fool, if you don't look like a fool. What matters is that you're with him. And I just saw that spirit in Peter there. It was just like he just dove out of that boat into the water and just started swimming for it as fast as he could. He didn't care about anything else but, but coming to the Lord. Mm-hmm. That.
2: Thank
3: you, Jesus. You know, there's a point where your heart turns towards the Lord away from yourself. You just... You're, 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 you're over your love affair with yourself and with your great potential. <laughs> all of your greatness and all of your strength and all of your potential and all of your failures and all of your lack. It just is not worthy to be compared to Jesus being all in and all. And you just do it. You just go for it. You just throw yourself upon him. You know, David said, I'd rather fall upon into the hands of the living God, into the hands of God, and into the hands of man. David said that. He said, I know that my father, my Lord, he's going to deal with me, and in his gentleness, he will make me great. I'd rather fall into his hands than into the hands of man. You know, sometimes we deal more harshly with each other and with ourselves than God does because God is using these things to bring us into fullness, and we use these things to cut ourselves off and cut each other off. Why? Because we don't know the heart of Jesus. Our failures mean somebody's in trouble, someone's cut off, someone's on the way out. To God, failure means somebody's emptied, someone's broken, someone has potential for seed and life and another life. Someone's on the way out so that Christ can be in. God's heart. God's heart's different. God is love. I mean, His motives. Endure all things. Hope all things. Believe all things. Bear all things. If we knew his heart, we would deal with each other and ourselves so much differently. We would. We'd have faith. We'd have faith in his love. And we wouldn't listen to the words of the enemy when he comes. We wouldn't. Because, you know, Peter's standing on that boat, naked, doing his own thing, after failing the Lord three times on the day of his crucifixion. I am telling you, If he didn't know something about the heart of Jesus, he would not have jumped into that water and done that. Something in him just knew. Something in him saw into the heart of Jesus in those eyes. Something saw. God is for me. God did die for me. God does want me and God has made me. God loves me. I'm willing to bank my life on it. I'm willing to go against all the curses and all the fears and all of what everyone else thinks and all of what I think and of all the law pounds on my brain. I'm willing to go after Jesus with all my heart and embrace Him David did that when he went into the Holy of Holies you can't go in there, you're going to die you can't go in there, you can't go in there he went in doggone it, he went in to be with the Lord Why? because he wasn't looking at himself this wasn't Shiloh this wasn't where the law, this was where the presence of God, this was for God to be all The law did one thing. It took us out of the way. It exposed that we're not the Christ so we could be crucified with Christ so we could enter into Christ as our life. Let it do its work and go in there. Receive it. Receive the death. Receive the burial. And partake of the resurrection. The union, the love, the acceptance, the holding in oneness. Man, you can just taste it with your spiritual mouth. <laughs> your heart can just drink in grace and mercy and truth. You can let, what is it, righteousness and peace kiss each other? There's a place. Mercy and truth. Mercy and truth. Kiss each other. Kiss
0: each other. Righteousness and peace.
3: Righteousness and peace. Met have met together in Jesus, in the spirit of his heart.
4: Yes, did you have something? Yeah, earlier
5: this week, there was something with me out of uh, Luke 7, you know, there's the woman comes in. Jesus has been invited to this Pharisee's house. And, and uh, <clears throat> this woman comes in, she finds out Jesus is there. She takes a, a box of ointment with her and she pours it all out on his feet, and starts crying and, you know, washing his feet with her tears and drying them with her hair. And uh, you know this Pharisee sitting there thinking to himself, this guy is really a prophet of God. You know, he'd know what man or woman this is. And so Jesus is like, you know, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he's like, oh, you know, what's that? <laughs> he's, he's like, you know, and so he, you know, puts forth this little parable. He's, he says, uh, you know, there's this, this. This guy that was a banker or a lender, and he he had two two different men owed him a debt, and one of them was like $500 and the other was 50. And, you know he just forgave both of them, and he said, "Which one do you think, you know, was the most thankful? Which one loved him the most?" And Simon says, "You know, probably the one that he forgave the most." And he said, "You've judged rightly," and I just saw the Lord saying, "This is the right judgment." This is, this is right judgment. He that is forgiven much loves much. And, and then he begins to speak of this woman that Simon's sitting there thinking, you know, if he knew, you know, and he's like, you know, she is loving much. I mean, by faith this woman entered in and she touched the feet of Jesus and she was loving on him and anointing and kissing and just loving Jesus. I mean, she's the town heart, you know. And uh, she came into this Pharisee's house, and, and against all odds, is just pouring out everything she's got on Jesus, you know. And uh, Jesus said, "This, this is right thinking. This is correct judgment. That to whom much is forgiven, much love springs forth out of that." You know. Anyway, it's good.
3: You can just see how, when we look at our failures, instead of much condemnation, the Spirit's saying, much love. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have much condemnation. Have much love. See that he He's forgiven you all that and loves you. And now just go berserk with gratitude, <laughs> you know, instead of hating yourself. Pour yeah. that on Jesus. <laughs> and,
5: this, and that's how we, you know, we're meant to relate one to another, you know, mm-hmm. forgiveness, mm-hmm. you know, and much love.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: What if our failure has always been a part of God's plan?
3: Yes, Saint <laughs> what, what if it happens?
0: I
1: think, you know, we've all experienced so long, we've a lot of fronts from time to time. But I think this time it seems that he allowed the failure. Just, that he wasn't going to bring any kind of change in those areas where the failures were. Because it was by him. Because he's wanting our hearts as a whole to turn and say, you know, to see what's in his heart. You know, purpose. You know, because sometimes we fail and then Christ gets born and we go on. But this has been a a place where we've stayed until this time it was on purpose. I mean, it's always his purpose. This time it's on purpose, he would not let us proceed any further. He simply that he loves us and says, you guys, you know, until we all come in, you know, he loves us. Yeah.
6: Yeah.
0: You know, I was just thinking about the verses in Romans seven that talk about you know the the law. There's nothing wrong with the law. There's nothing wrong with the law. The law is good. It's holy. It's, it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, but God put it there with a purpose, you know, and and so that purpose is to show us. You know, this is the standard that I have for you. Um, And to show us that there's only one way that we can meet that. You know, and that is by Christ. But ultimately, it doesn't go back to the law. Ultimately, it goes back to right there. Mm -hmm. His heart for us. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's where it all came from.
5: That's
0: where it all came from. You know, he had uh, something in his heart from the very beginning... Mm -hmm that he wanted to do in us. And <clears throat> so the law is a tool for that. The our failures are a tool for that. All these things are a tool to bring us to his heart. And wouldn't it be a shame? Wouldn't it be a shame if we, you know, learned all about the tools and never came to his heart.
3: Mm-hmm. Say that again, right? There. <laughs> That's a good one.
0: Yeah. Wouldn't it be a shame if we learned all about the tools that are supposed to bring us to his heart and never came to his heart? Mm-hmm. Ben, did you have something? Yeah. There's that story where, um, what
4: is it you're saying about like, the law of being a tool to bring people to Jesus? And I believe like, that is an art of you know, to gather under himself. And he uses that, you know, and like, you see like a good picture of where um, they had that woman like taken in adultery, like in the very act, and like the men who like took her represented the law, hmm. the law laid hold of her, hmm. and in condemnation, you know, brought her to Jesus, and um,
2: hmm.
4: and uh, they're like, we caught her in that very the you know, law, of Moses said she should be killed. You know. But what do you say? And he, like, ignores them and starts running <laughs> Typical Jesus. He's like, you have no idea what the law is. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then, uh, and they keep, you know, asking him. You know. And, um, and he just says, And he looks up, and she's standing there by himself, and by herself. And um, she's like, you know, he's like, "Where have where they gone? Where are your accusers?" And she's like, "Well, they all left." And went uh, back, that and I really He says, "I don't condemn you either," you know. And um, but then he says, "Go and don't sin anymore." <laughs> nah. Like, whenever I hear these stories told, they never put that in there, that Jesus tells them, don't sin anymore. Like, we omit that, because they, like, put something on it, so, like, I can't sin anymore, so I'm not going to bring up on the story, you know? He says that to these people, these harlots, and he says, don't sin anymore, because he's using that same thing. And he knows this woman, who 20 minutes ago was caught in the act of prostitution, not have the ability to go out and not sing. <laughs> in other words, she's going to be back, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's, he's like going to use her failures again to bring her back and continue to gather her in Because sometimes it, it's like the Lord is going to use what works to bring something to so, himself. You know. And, um, anyway, just like talking about the laws of the Lord, just talking like these men are under the law. Wore this picture of the law That's mm-hmm. gathering someone to Jesus mm, well. Bringing them into like Almost like a, like a police officer Bringing someone in guilty Like this person is guilty They're standing there guilty Like Insane guilt, you know what I mean Like how we feel sometimes, like I am guilty Jesus, and he says I don't think i You know I mean who wouldn't want to come back to
7: that
2: mm, That's right, that's so cool I
7: mean, um, one of the benefits of being safe for a long time is you get lots of chances to fail for a long time. <laughs> and so um, while this is a corporate one and I'm fully in the middle of it, um, there have been other long periods of failure on personal levels that have driven me to similar depths of despair. And I remember one in particular um, at my job at Whataburger, of course, where there was a certain situation at work that... Um, I knew I was going to fail every day. Like waking up in the morning and knowing I was going to work was guaranteeing a defeat. (laughs) And uh, in the the nature of Christ and in his way and stuff. And it was a very specific situation near the end of my my tenure there. And um, I just remember just being so in despair. Because I couldn't Mm. do it. Like, I couldn't be right. And I knew I couldn't be right. And it was obvious to everyone there, you know. And I was just in a situation where there was no backup because there were no believers. And it was just wide open for whatever. And I just remember just being driven to the Lord over it. And what? What do I do? And he said, you know, Mallory, what I'm doing here, what you think is supposed to be done is, like, getting over the problem. And, yeah, you know, that's, I guess ultimately is but he was really doing that he was saying there's certain things he says I'm trying to draw something out of your heart and there's certain things that can only come out of your heart when you're in these kind of situations and that if I helped you overcome these failures mm-hmm. you would you would have had the, re- the joy of victory and taking the land, blah, blah, blah. But there's still that little thing of mm-hmm. there's something in merit in me. Right. That you love me because I am capable of abiding in you. That's and I'm right. capable of, and I'm special because I can do this. That's and, right. You know, but because there was just like no rightness. Mm-hmm. And what it did was it showed me, number one, his unfailing love and faithfulness towards me. Even if I was never right, because the fact of the matter is, I never am right, and never will be right, and only right is something we will ever, that will ever be will be Jesus anyway. So, of His name love, But also, it did something in my heart, which submitted my heart towards Him, because I got to a place where I just was like, I'm just going to believe you and abide you, and if I go down in flames and fail and never see fruit and never overcome any of this, my heart's with you, yeah. and. Um, I never did. Like, I left that job not having overcome in this area. <laughs> but that's not what God was trying to do. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a success because he was able to do something in my heart towards him that anchored me into him. And I was more anchored into him because I couldn't do it than if I had. <laughs> and there's a quality of relationship that He's he was trying to, and I just have to believe that's something similar here that what we think is what he's trying to do is not what he's trying to do and it never was. But because we think that, he can use it. You know, it drives us to a despair that will actually draw not only not only cause us to recognize his love for us that we wouldn't mistake if we could if we could do it successfully, but will also draw out something and make our heart tender towards him, because in the failure we will find a relationship with him from us to him that not would not have been tempered had we you know, walked on water every time. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm.
5: Was one the same I was just thinking, lot single Talking about, you know, when you start out, you were talking about how, you know, this extravagant love, you know, it can't just simply be communicated with words. And so, you know, the Lord is using, you know, our failures and our lack, and to bring us into heartache and situations of distress where we fall desperately. Upon His extravagant love, Amen. and find Him. Hallelujah! Because this has to be something experienced, not right. just something Man. that we sit here and we talk about. And you I know, we're sitting here and we're talking about it right now. But mo- most of us sitting here right now are like going through <laughs> stuff, <Heartless. laughs> you know, deep, stuff. great, dist- you know, distress, <laughs> whether it be outward circumstance or just inner. Mm-hmm turmoil that, you know, God has set us up. <laughs> <laughs> he has. And, and it's with purpose, yeah. you know, that we would experience him in, in, in a place that, you know, only Joseph is going to experience that's right, that's right. him down in the depths of that dungeon, You know, that, that dungeon. And, you know, the Lord brought that man, stripped him yeah. down to nothing so that when it was time for him to be ruling over a kingdom, you know, he had a heart relationship with God that you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is not to be compared with someone that just had a good all their life. Mm-hmm. You right. know, not that we have to be poor and beggarly all of our lives or, or mm-hmm. anything, but you know Jesus wants our heart mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm. and he's you know, he's willing to send his people into exile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, send them to Babylon right. to have their heart. That's
6: right, that's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. You know, it even said in Jesus, like uh, His deal, shared this about. You know, He couldn't even understand us fully until He became a man and suffered through those things. And uh, you know, it, it's true with us. We're not going to be compassionate towards others until we have those experiences and find the Lord in there. Amen. You know. You know
2: we're
6: gonna go through those things. That's right. Jesus even had to. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Good. They're not mine, but <laughs> no. The Lord has a purpose. <clears throat> yeah, he
5: stands as a as a mediator between God and man, beckoning us to a throne of grace. Yeah to obtain help and mercy (laughs) in time of need.
3: Bless the Lord. That's what we're invited to. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God.
0: Well, it's just exactly Mm -hmm. like what Kelly was sharing about the the way that Jesus looked at Mm -hmm. Peter at that moment. That was what he was trying to communicate with Peter.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. You know, it wasn't... I condemn you. You have failed. You know, but that's what we—that's what we think. You know, that's what we think in our. You know, because we don't understand that. Yeah, you know, we don't understand his heart, and so we see that look, and we're like, "Oh my God, he's giving me the look—the evil eye." <laughs> yeah. And 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 what what is pouring out of his heart is that love and he's he, you know he's just like this is, he's basically saying to Peter this is for you what I'm going through right here is so that you can come to the Father even in the midst of what you're doing right there denying me
3: I think he set him up he says you're going to do this three times and your cock's going to crow I know what's going <laughs> to happen I set it up it's all there and it's going to happen right before you look into my eyes he couldn't even deviate he, yeah. He, yeah. He, He's like, well, how did he know? How did he know? You know it's like it was all set up for yeah. Peter. to was set up. And
5: then afterwards, you're just like,
3: how you know? <laughs> what <laughs> just happened to
7: me?
5: Yep. Yeah. What matters
1: It didn't come to an end. It didn't come to, oh, just embracing the Lord's heart. It just stayed in that place of failure. And you just got to a place where, of course, you wouldn't labor or anything like that, but you just felt like you were struggling up to nothing. But my heart never did come to that purpose or allowing that purpose to to find its heart. I'm such a failure. Oh, you know, it didn't happen that way with me. It was when I heard the word that... This was what was happening to others. And this is God said that at the brink of their <clears throat> failure, that it's okay for you to enter in. I love you, I'm with you. Then that pierced through all those failures through all the years, mm-hmm. the hardness that was there. I may not experience it at an actual failure, but the hardness, the hardness mm-hmm. of the failures, God's word in his heart is eternal and it still speaks the same thing. No matter if we're, because sometimes we start going, Oh, I got to fail a lot now to you mirror know, <laughs> God's love. And yeah. it's, it's that it does, I agree with the purpose, but his heart, you know, he just, he's trying to awaken that heart, you know, mm-hmm. to his heart. And,
2: um, this
6: was... The Lord gave me a scripture this week that, you know, really, uh, you know, I think it's just the Lord giving it to me. But, uh, he said, Behold what manner of love the Father has towards us that He would call us sons of God. And you know, it's, you know, just kind of like we're talking about, behold His love, you know. Look, you know, mm-hmm. keep our eyes on that love. And, you know, it's just straight out of the Word it says that, you know. Behold what manner of love mm-hmm. He has for us. And so... You know, what we're going through, what the Lord's speaking to us, you know, through His body just lines right up with the scriptures. Mm-hmm. You know? And, uh, you know, a lot of areas too, in terms of the suffering, you know, it says we, we experience the death of Christ, you know, all the time, so that we want to trust in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Then that raises you know, the death. Church,
0: what people are sharing just does fit with the scriptures.
6: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I was just
0: thinking about you know <clears throat> things that you never want to say, like you know the one thing that I will never do. What I mean, what I mean I, 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 it was like I heard, I heard, I heard. I, I just, I, it was like I heard Peter saying that to the other disciples. You no, know, the one thing I will never do is deny Him. <laughs> You know, Three times. I, I, I feel so strongly about that. <laughs> yeah. I will never, you know, and, and it's like, you know, Jesus is going. <laughs> 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 you know, because, because, you know, sometimes it takes that very thing that we are so, I mean, and, may, and, and it's probably the Lord that put that there in our heart in the first place. That, you know, because where else will we get that, right? Right,
2: yeah. But
0: it, it doesn't mean we're able to perform it. Unless it's Christ, right? You know? And so, you know, and I was just thinking about, you know, um, you know, just some situations we're going through in our own home. And I was thinking about, you know, a gentleman out in Colorado, a, a minister out there, who, who, his ministry, you know, one of the things he, always, you'd always hear him doing was, was just declaring that homosexuality was sin and all this thing, all this stuff. And, and. Uh, And what ended up happening was he was kind of exposed that he was in a homosexual relationship. You know, people are like, well, he was just a hypocrite, and he was just saying that because he struggled with that. You know, I don't know that that's true. I think probably for a long time, he, you know, he was really, truly uh not having a struggle with that but the I, I think the Lord said, okay, this is the one thing that I, he said there's one thing I'll never do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that space. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, I'm
3: taking it from your side.
0: But, you know I really I, I, what Kelly is saying is you know it's so true it's the more the you know if it if if it's going to take the most massive failure that we could ever picture or imagine in our mind the thing that would horrify us the most to find ourselves in the midst of doing it that's where God will bring us he will <laughs> if that, but it comes out of there if that's what it takes he doesn't want to take us there he wants us to come to the end of ourselves before we have to come to that place but but he is willing to take us to the edge of hell so just to Babylon to bring us back to his heart yeah Isaiah 62
8: 1 it says for Zion's sake I will not hold my peace and for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until righteousness goes forth as brightness, and our salvation is a light lamp that burns. Yeah.
6: What, what? Good. Um, yeah. Isaiah sixty-two verse one. Mm. If you're tired of it, if you're tired of doing, if you're tired of I can understand how it feels to be alone. I'll take your birth, if enough to love you, a uh, mom around you, give your heart a home. You know, just it just uh, hurts so much to struggle, try so hard to win, break your precious birth, doctor Candy killed sin. You know, just, so it. Did. Yeah. yeah. yeah go
2: ahead.
1: Another aspect of the heart, and I heard that was um, that during, I don't know if it was during the conference, maybe the last day or so, and, and then throughout the year, we've like been, the last couple of years, we've been praying one for another. And, um, and the heart of it is till we all come in, and uh, not one left behind. And, and sometimes, at different times, we all have felt like I'm the one that's not entering in, you know, and then we see others maybe, other they're really entering in. And, and at some point, you know, our, our heart begins receiving God's heart. But sometimes our, our heart can be, um, or we can still be weaker. We may be one that had, had that hadn't broke through in our heart, or hadn't broke through all the way in our heart, being with Him. Because it's something He's doing in the whole body. We we believe for each other because His heart's believing. We believe for each other and hold each other in that same heart. And um, so I brought, asked Kathy to bring her banner over just for an example. Thank you so but I thought God said share it right I attached um, uh, a side of the crop on it. And I felt like the Lord was saying his banner over us, his love, his heart is the same all the time. It never changes. You know, they had to hold up different one's arms sometimes to hold that banner up. His heart it flies high whether we feel it we see it someone's sharing it with us or we know it his heart is high and lifted up and we're he wants us to embrace that heart and then the way we embrace it is like oh I hear it I see it and then oh, oh yeah it becomes my heart but then his heart it becomes my heart no. but then with others Maybe, uh, this kind of clip on um, maybe they, they they can't lift the pole. Have you ever seen some of those poles are so heavy and it's really one those great big ones, you know, and they to get them up and get them up and <laughs> hold them and they're just so heavy and they can't do it? Well, maybe, then can you come up and maybe portray a weak one trying to... <laughs> that <just laughs>
0: You know, I, I was just thinking back to um, a scene from uh, the, the movie The Patriot. And it's, you know, where so I think the, the guy that was carrying the flag gets shot. And Mel Gibson just goes up and he, he lifts that banner up. And that banner, what, what is the reason that they hold that flag up? Because it's a rallying point. It's something for everyone to look at and, and, and say, yes, this is what we're fighting for. This is what we're about. And that's that's what the Lord is saying through this. He's saying, you know, at times, you know, it's going to be, a, you know, it, it may be different ones in the body. You know, it's, it says encourage one another daily. You know, um, pray one for another. Well, why does it say that? Because there are going to be times when, when when our different ones, our hearts get discouraged, our hearts fail, and 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 we just have to remember, you know. That when you know when when the Lord is, is bringing this up in us you know the word says let God arise it's not going to be us that does it it'll be the Lord ri- arising in us and we're going to take up that banner and we're going to hold it up for everyone else and say yes that's what this is all about it's about the heart of the Lord and and I believe that that's what this year is to be um, it's not just you know I mean the Lord is using you know the mouths of two or three witnesses here to, to declare this, but it's not just it's the heart for the yeah, it's the heart for the whole body, and it's something that we're all meant to be doing. You know, I mean, we, you know, there, there's going to come a time, when it'll be your turn to hold up the banner. It'll be your turn to hold Amen. up the banner. Now,
7: Debbie right. um, was showing that verse, "Banner of me is love," that comes out of Song of Songs. But was, oh, my name is another verse in Song of Songs, which speaks of banners. It's about her carrying the banners, and it says. Who is she who looketh forth as the morning, fair as the moon, clear as the sun, and terrible as an army with banners? And it's the big turning point for her in the story, towards the end, where she utterly turns and she stops losing him, and she finally is able to be with him even when he's not visible. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's and this is when she's coming up out of the wilderness herself, and it says that she has banners. Mm-hmm. So she's carrying the banners over mm-hmm. the body. <laughs>
1: Praise the man.
2: Yeah. And the
1: scripture
8: says that the Assyrian is beating down through the voice of the Lord, through the heart of the Lord. Amen. What's that? I did my homework last night for. The Upcoming Tuesday Class, Names Ooh. of God, and Jehovah Nisi is the one coming up. <laughs> the Lord on Banner. Yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to read a paragraph or two. Um, it Man. says, um, let's see, The banner being raised symbolizes the rule and protection of those whom the banner represents. The flag of the United States flies over certain areas, such as embassies in various countries. We don't own that land, but it's still under our rule and protection. Then it says Do you remember Iojama Probably mispronounced it, Iojama? When they raised the flag up on mm-hmm. the hill, mm-hmm. yeah. I can pronounce it if I hear it and I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they raised the flag up on the hill, they said, Look, we've taken the hill. Actually the flag was the only thing that had taken the hill. The rest of them were still down on the hillside. Mm-hmm. Well the Lord has taken that hill. And when we see that he has, then we move into tried and try to we move in and possess it. He has already won, but we are down the hill, hacking away, trying to get to the top. Then suddenly, the cross comes into view, standing tall there on top of that hill. Hey, look, We shall we've got a standard up there. It's already set up. Let's go. When we see that standard, we know we can take the hill.
5: 2 two thirteen. He says, "For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for His good pleasure." He's just been speaking to me about. That. I've been thinking His good pleasure was one thing, and it's not. And you know, His heart is not what I thought. You know, and that's just been it been sweet to see. You know, that His heart is for us. You know, mm-hmm. He spoke the word to me last night about receiving the word of love, and that's what I've been kind of thinking too today. Amen. Yeah want to receive that in my heart and in my to to look different than what I thought you know being able to receive what he said you know and believe him because he's faithful you know it's for his good pleasure that he's doing his things all of us
1: I wouldn't mention too I shared the experience that when I heard the word of the Lord that all these times when doctor gonna enter in and didn't enter in that you we're know, and that well I can't enter in now because of this and I hurt his heart but no, that no that's the time that was the time I should have been breaking his heart not getting in the combination and staying in the combination. I did want to give credit not credit but you know to those that prayed for me and stood and covered me because they had that love and holding them down for <clears throat> so to speak, but I'm, I'm receiving that heart of love through those uh, failures and I, that is who I am without Christ and almost will be. But just you know, acknowledging their hard stand through the years, people praying for us, and, and, and at that point the Spirit of Christ came out through someone towards me and I experienced like what Charles was saying, and that Spirit came to us. And I, I was looking back in the book and I found a word from the Lord that was about us to reject this mentality of trying
0: to earn to enter in and I don't think it's the word at some point tonight to read it. I don't know when we'll be late reading things, so that seems to some point um, maybe not or somebody who wants to comment. Yeah well would you would you read that next week because I, I think I think um, we're supposed to kind of close out right now so I have something else. Well, why, don't we, why don't we just pray? And for those that are not here, that are part of the body, you know, the spirit, you know, in the manner are together,
1: that's one woman who's together. Yes. And he is that way
0: to us. Yeah. I mean, I'll just give you an example. My, all my kids have been going through a lot of different stuff and ha- haven't seen them a lot, but I guarantee you they are going through this same thing. We are totally going through this. Some of them it seems more than others, <laughs> but they're all going. Through it. Father, we just, <coughs> we just, <coughs> we just thank you that your heart for us doesn't—it it doesn't change. It never changes, Lord, and, and you have declared that heart to us. Lord, and now you are showing us that heart. You're allowing us to experience that heart. And Lord, we thank you. We want that to be established in us. The reality of this, Lord. The life of this. Not just the doctrine of it. And Lord, we just just want to know this. If we never know anything else, let us know your heart, Lord. And... Let it be established in the way that you desire to establish it. Thank you for this opportunity to soak in your love, to soak in, in your heart. And we just ask you, that Lord, that you would just continue this, Lord. Uh, I know that that is your heart. Help us to just stay in tune with you and, and to flow with what you're wanting to do, Lord, so that you can complete that work in us that you have begun, Lord, and that you have promised, Lord. You have said, Lord, that that none will be left behind. Now our job is to believe it, Lord. Our job is to to lift up our eyes, set them on you, and believe what you are declaring to us is true. And we just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father.
1: We just thank you for the Spirit of your in your body. that you just um, hold that banner of your heart uh, in their hearts. as your heart, Lord. And holds it for all of us. We thank you for those that that, that is just flowing in one Lord. And we just believe, Lord, for all of us as one just to come in to your heart, Lord. And for those that are not here, for those that are myself or anyone that is struggling to just... Um, that at this time, Lord, say, say, what's different about this time from all the other times? But, so, Lord, you are what is different. And we just pray for the Spirit of God, Lord, who sent for us at the conference to believe that there's some place that's open in everyone's heart. That there's one little place that your Spirit can go to and begin to break through, Lord. And so we just believe in your heart and ask for the Spirit of God to continue to go to all those places in our hearts. Even deeper, we believe and ask for the Word of God. to your heart, the word of your heart to be multiplied so that it can, that your heart would be that part of flesh and in your body, truly, Lord. Because when that heart is heard, like in the bones, the dry bones, you were speaking to the whole house, Lord, and that when the bones heard that heart, that's what we There's no need to try to stand until they, that heart was being received and they, they came together and then they stood, Lord. So we just, we're with you in this, Lord. We love you. Thank you.